Chapter Four of Handy Mandy and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four, The Message in the Horn. After the Goat Girl had finished her supper and the stable boys had hurried off with the trays, Knox showed his new slave to her quarters. Handy Mandy, who had expected nothing better than a heap of straw in the corner of an empty stall decided that for a slave she was faring pretty well a small but complete apartment had been built in the wing next to knox's stall with not only a comfortable bedroom and bath but a small sitting-room as well the bed was a huge gold four-poster with blue silk sheets and comforters never in her hard and simple life had handy dreamed of such elegance here try the chairs urged knox trotting almost briskly into the sitting-room. This Mandy was only too willing to do, and the pretty little room with its bookshelves, lamps, and pictures seemed to the honest goat girl much more desirable than the palace. "'All belong to Kerry,' mumbled the royal ox, settling himself largely on a white rug beside her. "'Was Kerry one of your slaves?' asked Mandy, rocking herself cheerfully to and fro, with all her hands resting quietly in her lap. "'Slave!' the ox spoke sharply. "'I should say not. Kerry was a king, our own little king, up to a few years ago. And what a lad he was, what a lad!' "'Was!' exclaimed Mandy. "'Why, what happened to him?' he disappeared knox told her sadly nobody knows how or where just disappeared my girl on a hunting trip and this blue-nosed scoundrel who claims to be his uncle came to rule over Carateria. since then knox lowered his voice cautiously everything is different and changed the people are treated no better than dogs dogs repeated the royal ox bitterly. Of course, this fellow cannot interfere with me, nor take any chances, for there is a prophecy on the west wall of the castle that has stood for a thousand years. What does it say? asked Mandy, leaning forward and clasping the arms of the rocker with all hands. Impressively, Knox repeated the prophecy. So long as the royal ox of Carateria is in good health and spirits, so long and no longer shall the present king rule over the land. But who wrote it? Mandy's rocker stopped with a surprised squeak. Nobody knows, answered Knox soberly. But it has come true dozens and dozens of times. Each time a new king is crowned in Carateria, a new ox appears mysteriously at the royal coronation. If anything happens to the royal ox, the king also is destroyed. My! The goat girl now rocked very fast indeed. So that's the reason they take such good care of you, old Toggins. But tell me, where do all of you royal oxen come from in the first place? And how is it you can speak? None of the beasts on Mount Mern can say a word. Oh, that. The royal ox lifted his head lazily. Carateria is in the wonderful land of Oz, my dear Handy. 
and all Oz creatures can talk, even the mice and squirrels. But what part of Oz we white oxen really come from, I myself cannot rightly say. I seem to remember a great blue forest and many happy days there. Then one evening a silver cloth was thrown over my head, and I fell into a deep and immediate slumber. When I awakened, I was here in Carataria, and on that same day little King Kerry was crowned king of the realm. From the attendants and courtiers I soon learned of this strange prophecy, but the young boy king was so devoted to me and I to him, I did not miss the forest or my former freedom. To be near me, Kerry had this apartment built in the stable, and spent more than half his time in my company. My life being easy and pleasant, I gave little thought to the past or to the future, but spent all my energies enjoying the present. Once in a while, just for the looks of the thing, I appeared in the royal processions, and each day at sundown I was yoked for an hour to the golden plough, and required to stand for an hour in the royal garden, but I never did any real work or ploughing, till you, my reckless handy, came along today. But what about the little king? begged the goat girl, as Knox lapsed into a thoughtful silence and seemed to have forgotten all about her. He disappeared, just as I told you. The royal ox rolled his big eyes mournfully upward. On this day, as on many others, I carried him on my back to the edge of the wood. There, mounting his favorite steed, he rode away with the royal huntsman for an hour's sport. As I returned to the castle, someone struck me a terrific blow that felled me to the earth, where I lay for several hours in complete unconsciousness. Whoever struck me down evidently thought I was finished, for when I finally did regain my senses, I was buried beneath a heap of loose earth and leaves. Still dazed and hardly knowing what I was about, I struggled out and staggered back to the courtyard. One of my horns had been bent during the encounter, and my expression was so wild and distracted no one recognized me as Boz, the royal ox of little King Kerry. The whole castle was in an uproar, for a new king had taken possession of the throne, and thinking, of course, I was the next and new royal ox, this rascally impostor named me Knox. The Caratarians, without daring to inquire what had become of their former ruler, crowned me with daisies and laurel and hurried to do the bidding of their new ruler. "'Why, the big cowards!' said Handy Mandy, clenching all her fists. "'And do you mean to tell me nothing has been heard of the little king since then?' "'Nothing.' The royal ox moved his head drearily from side to side. "'The people think the royal prophecy has been fulfilled again, and what can they do? A farmer's boy brought word that Boz, the royal ox, had been struck down and spirited away, so naturally they felt sure that Kerry had been destroyed or taken prisoner. "'Then no one suspects you are really Boz and not Knox?' questioned the Gurk girl, now on the very edge of her chair. "'Oh, my eye, don't you see? If you are still the same ox who came to Carataria with King Kerry, and you are still all right, he must be all right, too. That is, if the prophecy means anything.' "'Shh!' 
warned Knox, looking about nervously. Someone might hear you. That is what keeps me here, he went on seriously. I felt if I stayed quietly in my place, Kerry would some day return, claim his own throne, and drive this miserable tyrant out of the country. Stay quietly here, when the little fellow may be needing you? cried Handy aghast. Oh, why don't you go look for him, you great big ox, you? Come on, what are we waiting for? Why, I'll drag that old rascal off the throne with my own hands, promised the goat girl indignantly, waving her arms. Wait, stop! Knox sprang up with surprising lightness for one usually so ponderous and slow. Do you realize that I am treasured and watched more closely than the crown jewels? At this very moment twenty guardsmen stalk round and round the stable. I have as much chance of leaving Carateria as a goldfish has of flying through the forest. As if to prove his words, a tall soldier in a blue shako thrust his head suddenly through the window from the outside. Is everything in order and as you wish, your highness? puffed the guard, looking suspiciously at the goat girl's revolving arms. "'Everything is lovely,' murmured the ox in a sleepy voice. "'My slave here is doing her exercises, and when she finishes she will polish my horns.' At his warning wink, Handy Mandy dropped all her arms at her side. "'Well, well, a pleasant evening to you,' mumbled the soldier withdrawing his head with another disapproving look at the goat-girl. For a moment after he had disappeared, neither spoke. Then Handy Mandy, snatching a silk cover from one of the pillows, fell to polishing Knox's left horn for very dear life. "'I can always think faster when I'm working,' she observed earnestly. "'Think away,' replied the ox, closing his eyes so as not to see the numerous hands flashing past his nose. But be careful what you say and do. If you rouse the suspicions of old King Kerr, you'll be flung into a dungeon in spite of all my influence. Now don't you be worrying about me, chortled Handy with a little wink and nod. I've been taking care of myself and a flock of goats for ten years. Say, this is a bend for sure. The goat-girl ran her rubber fingers curiously along the curve in the ox's left horn, and then, with one of her sudden and kind-hearted impulses, tried to straighten the quirk with a quick twist of her wrist. Imagine, then, if you can, her horror and surprise when the golden horn came off in her hand. "'Oh, my goats and my goodness!' shuddered Handy, hopping from one foot to the other. "'What'll I do? Uh, where's some glue? Oh, my, ich, ich, I'm mighty sorry.' "'Sorry?' gulped the royal ox, glaring at the goat-girl with rolling eyes and lashing tail. But before he could lunge forward, as he certainly intended to do, Handy gave a little scream of excitement. "'Oh, look!' she panted, pointing all thirty-five fingers at the base of Knox's horn. Oh, my dear ear, it screws on. There are regular grooves. Wait, I'll have it back in a jiffy. Knox, who couldn't possibly see the top of his own head, merely gave a grunt. But Handy Mandy, lifting the horn in her wooden hand, 
screamed again and then began to shake the horn violently at her second shake two silver balls tumbled out and rolled away into a corner scrambling after them with Knox now as interested as she the goat girl recovered them both and dropped breathlessly on a sofa on closer examination handy discovered the balls would open as easily as cardboard Easter eggs and with Knox's head resting heavily on her shoulder she gave the first a quick turn it came apart at once and in the hollow center lay a small folded paper spreading it out on her knees handy read in a hoarse whisper go to the silver mountain of oz silver mountain do you know where that is exclaimed the goat girl looking wildly round at Knox. no but i'll wager my head it has something to do with kerry quick molass open the other ball with trembling fingers of her good white hand the goat girl obeyed inside the second sphere lay a small silver key after they had examined this and read the message all over again handy carefully tucked the two articles back in the silver balls and returned the balls to the golden horn then hastily screwing the horn back on its base the two began whispering earnestly together mean to say you never knew your horn came off questioned handy clasping and unclasping her hands mean to say you never heard of this silver mountain oh no to both questions answered the ox with an anxious little sigh ah but now that we do know we must start off at once to search for it and see for ourselves whether carrie is imprisoned there by his enemies though how we'll escape these guards or ever get away with half the kingdom watching i cannot imagine never fear we'll manage promised handy easily why with your horns and my hands it will take an army to stop us now get your rest ox dear and in the morn's morning we'll be journeying you're right breathed the ox starting obediently toward his stall i more than half believe you good night then called the goat girl softly don't talk in your sleep and give our plans away end of chapter four